welcome to Resolve Pod, a DNS podcast brought to you by Men and Minds. You have DNS questions and problems, we have answers and solutions. We are continuing our RIPE78 interview series. While at the event, we sat down with Matthias Mecking, a software engineer from ISC, to talk about the new version of Bind. Bind is a fundamental piece of software for anyone working with DNS and the de facto standard on Linux-like systems. Keeping up with its new features and being aware where its development is heading is valuable for experts looking to predict the future of DNS and networking. As always, the interview was conducted by our RIPE reporter, DNS expert Carsten Strothman. RIPE was a busy event, as evidenced by the noise and conversations in the background, sorry about that, and we are thankful for both Matthias and Carsten to make time for the interview. Take a listen. So, hello Matthias, welcome uh, to RIPE 78. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your work and your interest in the RIPE meetings? Uh, yes, thank you uh, for inviting me for this interview. I'm a software engineer. I've been 10 years in the field of DNS. My, my expertise is basically DNSSEC. I've been working on a lot of DNS products and six, years, six months ago I uh, joined ISC. I'm coming a lot to these RIPE meetings. These are great meetings, friendly communities. And it is for me a way to connect with the bind users, with DNS operators, but also be involved in uh, the good discussions and trends that uh, are related to networking and DNS. Thank you. Many operators in uh, the internet use bind 9. Now, ISC has changed the release schedule for the last release of bind 9. It was the first where the odd version numbers were indicates uh, development versions. What are the experiences with this new scheme and does it work for the users? So 9.13 was our first development branch or odd number uh, and it's fairly uh, new but uh, we have seen uptake of users trying out the development branches so it is quite positive for us because we're getting uh, feedback uh, at an earlier stage and when we get that feedback during the development branches it's easier for us to adjust the features in those branches rather than in the stable branches. So our first uh, experience is uh, positive. Out of uh, 9.13 uh, came the stable release 9.14. It has just been released in spring this year. What are the new stuff, the new highlights in this release? We've been focusing a lot on uh, making Byte 9 a modern name server again. So this is a lot of uh, modernization, refactorization. Uh, that requires more dependencies, but uh, nothing out of the ordinary. This allowed us to get a performance increase of about 100k QPS in our lab, uh, which is about 12%. Um, so that to us is a very nice thing, just that make the code more maintainable and more uh, performant. Feature-wise, um, QA minimization is uh, something we added in 9.14 and mirror zones, which allows you to have a local copy of the root zone in your result. Yeah, both very, very interesting and, and useful stuff. What's in the queue for the next version? That is uh, 9.15, which is the current uh, development version and which will be 9.16 once it becomes stable. Again, we are actually making the next step in modernization. And this time we're going to refactor the networking code with the idea that 
that allows us to make uh, DNS over anything, like DNS over TLS or DNS over HTTPS, easier to add. So that's in the on the roadmap, but first we have to get this refactoring done. Also, we want to make DNSSEC uh, more uh, intuitive. Uh, DNSSEC implementation in BIND has evolved over the years as well and has seen a lot of additions and configuration options which might not be that intuitive. So we want to make DNSSEC easy for signing purposes uh, in the first instance. Also support for offline keys, for example, and uh, combined signing key. Those are I think nice fundamentals for 9.16, which will be our uh, long-term uh, support release. And next to that, we are thinking of features like extended errors and a name the um, ITF proposal to to alias uh, a name. So name at the apex. Yes, the yeah, yes, yes. Thank you very much. Yes, it's, uh, it's uh, sounds exciting. I I uh, will see if I can find time to do some testing with the new version, and. Uh, report back anything that I find. Uh, another popular software from IEC that administrates love and use is the IEC DHCP. There's also another DHCP server now from IEC, which is Kia DHCP, which came out of the Bind 10 project. What is the relationship between these two DHCP servers? So IEC DHCP is a very mature and feature-rich uh, DHCP product. Uh, it is also very old. When it started in 1995, there was no no idea on mobility. IPv6 was just a novelty. 200 computers was considered a large network. Code has been extended over the years, but that also mean, mean meant it was harder to maintain. Kia tries to address these issues. It is a more scalable and more performant DCP uh, uh, server. Kia has a different architecture and has some different features than ICPHP, but we recommend people, especially with new deployments, to use Kia. Mm -hmm. Also because um, in the long run, we think we're going to stop with the ICDCP uh, support. We are committed to the end of 2020 to support um, ICDCP, and we may even support it longer, but for the long term, we want to replace it with Kia, and then ICDCP will become a more community-driven product. Is there anything uh, in Kia that is not in ICDCP, like uh, any features that could motivate administrators to um, invest the time and maybe learn a new uh, um, system uh, and, and switch over from ICDCP to Kia? New features in Kia are coming a lot with hooks. Mm -hmm. um, IC has about 10 hooks that they uh, provide uh, and there's also community written hooks. These hooks come with a lot of uh, uh, features. There has a rich API where you can configure your shared networks, your subnets, your leases, your whole configurations, but also parts of configuration without having the, to restart the server. It comes with radius integration and it has several database backends uh, that you can use to, to store your configuration. So those are new things that are existing in Kia, but not in ICDCP. Um, not all the modules are uh, open source, at least not immediately. How can interested in, uh, administrators um, uh, get the modules or test the modules? 
What is the way? Kia indeed has some modules. Some are free, some you have to uh, pay for. There's actually two different uh, ones. There's the premium ones that you pay a one-time thing for, and there's uh, the subscription ones, which you get when you have a support contract. But if you just want to know what's in there, these uh, hooks are sort of treated like open source, but without having the source open. That, what I mean with that is that the documentation is open, so you can look at what's in there, what's the comment syntax, what are the features that are in the hooks. So there's that. There's also uh, when Kia has a beta period, we will give the premium and the subscription uh, hooks uh, for free for the beta period. Okay. So you can actually try it out uh, and uh, look at it. There's one coming for 1.6 uh, at the end of this month, May 29th. Okay, that's that's good. So um, administrators that want to test out the, the uh, uh, modules, they can download the beta version and if they want to have the modules for the stable version, they can then uh, get that from IC. They can get it from IC uh, and depending whether you want to have a, a premium package, there's a, uh, a payment and otherwise you can go uh, ask for a support contract. The differences, by the way, on uh, between Kia and ICDSP are also listed on our website, so there's a nice matrix that you can see which is included in what version. Okay, we will link to that on our show notes to okay. this interview. Now, if an administrator wants to migrate from ICDHGP to Kia and the infrastructure and the configuration is not trivial, could be rather large, in fact, uh, what uh, help can this administrator get? Um, there's a couple of things. There's a Kia migration assistant tool, uh, which used to be an internal thing in IC, but we have opened it up so uh, anyone can use it. This allows you to take the DCP configuration and convert it into JSON, which is accepted by uh, Kia. Not every configuration uh, works in this migration tool, but it can provide hints and... Uh, and it's a starting point. It is a definitely a starting point. Also with the support contracts, uh, that comes with migration assistance. Like it, uh, It's not limited to issues you have with the uh, software, but we can uh, help you migrate to Kia, we can look at your uh, configuration, uh, do recommendations on specific deployments, so there is that as well. Uh, a third thing uh, is that yesterday uh, we had a webinar on this specific topic. This will be available on our IC YouTube page uh, in a couple of days. Oh, wonderful. We will link to that as well. Thank you very much. This was very informative. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you, Matthias, and thank you, Karsten. Lots of good news for DNS. We are especially pleased to hear about the support for more intuitive DNS over TLS and DNS over HTTPS, as well as DNSSEC. Adoption of these security and privacy-focused technologies has been slow. And speaking of slow adoption, in the next episode, we are bringing you an interview with Benedict Strackbrand, whom we asked about IPv6 deployment roadblocks and state of adoption in 2019. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss it. You can find ResolvePod on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Leave a review and share the podcast so others find it as well. If you have questions or comments about anything said on the show or DNS in general, let us know. Use our email resolve.pod at menandmice.com or menandmice's social channels. 
hope you enjoyed this episode and we will talk to you next time. ResolvePod is a Men and Mice production. Men and Mice's software solutions boost business efficiency and growth by helping you manage and monitor your network spaces wherever they are hosted, across platforms and on-premises, in the cloud or in hybrid or multi-cloud environments. To find out more, check out menandmice.com.